are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to yet another episode of Locked On Dolphins. Today is Thursday, May 13th, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Today on the show, tonight, technically, I'm letting this one drop a little early, courtesy of the NFL schedule release. Also, if you're listening on Wednesday night, welcome to the early release. If you're listening on Thursday, it's good to have you all the same. But we are reacting to the 2021 Miami Dolphins official schedule, which has been released. And um, if you want any reason why I am not in the breaking news industry, I uh, I had a number of people who were very gracious enough to share information with me uh, regarding the Dolphins schedule on Wednesday during the day, uh, including one in which, you know, hey, here's the schedule. And it had the Dolphins down for three primetime games, plus the London game. And I excitedly get on tweet something about a bunch of primetime games and opportunity for four national broadcast uh, opportunities for the Dolphins and then you know had some other follow-ups and oh, lo and behold it's two primetime games plus the London game this is why your boy does not get into breaking news it's so hard you got to be perfect I don't do breaking news but I am the host of Locked On Dolphins my name is Kyle Krabs director of scouting at draftnetwork.com managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire and your host here Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, excited to get in to the nitty-gritty with this Dolphins schedule. I have the schedule here in front of me. We're going to work our way through it. Uh, let's just start by reading through the full thing, and then we can kind of talk about some surface-level reactions. And then tomorrow on the show, we're actually going to go through and do a schedule prediction based on what we know about all the teams right now. Week 1, this was confirmed on Wednesday morning. The Dolphins, 425 p.m., September 12th. In Foxborough, facing the New England Patriots to open the season for the second consecutive year. Week 2, home opener, September 19th, 1 p.m. kick, Hard Rock Stadium, the Buffalo Bills, just like last year, starting with the Patriots and Bills to open the season. Week 3, little West Coast road trip for the Dolphins, 4.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, September 26th, Las Vegas Raiders. This may or may not have been the one that tripped me up when I was uh, originally shared what the schedule was going to look like and thought this was a primetime game. Neither here nor there. It's a 4:05 game. Return home the following week. October 3rd, 1 p.m. Kickoff, Hard Rock Stadium, Indianapolis Colts come to town. October 10th, 1 p.m. Kickoff. Short trip, Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting Tampa Bay. The following week, week six, this was also confirmed on Wednesday morning. The Dolphins' long road trip for a team that would otherwise be one of the shortest trips you could possibly make, uh, Miami visiting Jacksonville in London. Dolphins across the pond for a game this year. Uh, This will be their fifth international series game to date. One and three in their first four. Here's hoping some better fortunes await. Uh, At home the following week, the Dolphins are October 14th. Week 7, 1 o'clock kickoff, Hard Rock Stadium facing the Atlanta Falcons. October 31st, on the road, in Buffalo against the Buffalo Bills, 1 p.m. kickoff. Week 9, Dolphins at home, Houston Texans, 1 p.m. kickoff, November 7th. November 11th, just four days later, the Dolphins again at home. This is fortuitous for the Dolphins to be at home. Thursday night football, 820 kick, the Baltimore Ravens are on the schedule. 
10-day uh, rest, layoff, November 21st, week 11, 1 o'clock kick, New York Jets, which then takes you into a three-game stretch of a homestand for Miami starting week 12 with the Carolina Panthers, 1 p.m. kick, week 13, New York Giants with a 1 p.m. kick, week 14 is a bye, and then week 15 is a flex game, either December 18th or 19th, either Saturday or Sunday, Dolphins home against the Jets. Week 16, Monday night football, Miami in New Orleans facing the Saints. Week 17, Miami in Nashville playing the Tennessee Titans. And week 18, the Dolphins are at home facing the New England Patriots to close the season. That is your 2021 Miami Dolphins schedule. We got two primetime games plus the London game, so three national broadcast opportunities plus the potential with the Jets game if it gets flexed to be the only game in town on Saturday night. So when I look at the, the breakdown of the schedule, here are some things that I like. I like that we got the Colts early. This was one of those ones that I went through the series, and I did this over at Dolphins Wire as well for written content. Teams that the Dolphins should hope to see on their schedule early and late. The Dolphins got a fair amount of each. They didn't go perfect. Uh, but the justification that I gave for home versus the Colts being something we're hoping for early, and that is coming October 3rd with a 1 p.m. kick. Easy explanation here is the Colts are welcoming a new quarterback into the fray while bringing an established coaching staff. The Colts and Carson Wentz will be a fascinating experiment, but if Indianapolis is able to find the old version of Carson Wentz, they very well may have stolen him from Philadelphia. It would be advantageous for the Dolphins to play the Colts early before Wentz and his receivers are given much of a chance to find their rhythm and timing on offense. We got that. Another one of the ones I was hoping for was away versus the Buffalo Bills. We got that. It's week eight. It's in the first half of the season. Now, it's not early, but it's October 31st. It's Halloween day, which means we're not going to be playing in the bitter cold of Buffalo like we did last year with week 17 with our playoff hopes on the line. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways from this in general. You look at this schedule, December onward, the Dolphins have... Home games, December 5th, December 18th, 19th, and January 9th. There are two road games. One of those two is an indoor arena. The other one is played in Nashville, Tennessee, and they have a bye week. (laughs) You can't ask for much more as a warm weather team trying to make a push, trying to finish the year strong. You get a late season bye to get a little healthy. The two teams that you play before the bye, Carolina, which is also at home on November 28th, and then the Giants, those were teams who were picking in the the top 12 of the draft this past year. They were not good football teams. So you have a stretch of Ravens game on Thursday night, 10 days off, go play the Jets, come home, and you're home for a month. You're literally home for longer than a month. You play on the road November 21st. Your next road game is December 27th on Monday Night Football against the Saints. You put that at the back half of the year and you think about how strong the Dolphins have finished each of the last two seasons? Heck yes! That's absolutely the kind of layout that we were hoping for from a scheduling perspective. Now, I would have ideally liked to play Tennessee early because they have so many new pieces. But the other side of that coin is this. The Tennessee Titans are a team that lost a lot of depth. A lot of depth. 
So while they may have settled into, from a personnel perspective, who's responsible for what, which was the appeal to play them early, if they're not a good football team and they are sapped by injuries throughout the course of the season, or even if they have the standard amount of injuries that you would expect any NFL season to, to, to endure for all 32 franchises, they may not have the depth down the stretch. And if you were going to go play somewhere outside the state of Florida in an outdoor stadium on January 2nd, I could think of a hell of a whole lot worse places to have to go play than to go play in Nashville, Tennessee. So that's some of the immediate surface reactions as far as like teams that I was hoping to see on the schedule early for Miami. We got two out of three, and the third, Tennessee, there's still some silver linings based on what else the rest of this schedule looks like. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So we touched on the three things that I wrote that I would like to see early in the schedule for the Dolphins, but what about things I was hoping to see late? Home versus the New England Patriots. Guess what? We close the season at home on January 9th, against the good old New England Patriots. Cold weather team, plays outdoors, got to come down to Miami. This is traditionally when you start playing playoff games. Weather hits a little different. I'll take it. Am I like over the moon that you got to play Bill Belichick week 17? No, but you know, as far as looking for conditions to have a home field advantage... This is absolutely on the mark for Miami. Uh, the next one that I wish for, we did not get uh, away at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wanted to make sure that we played Tampa Bay when we as a team were playing our best football. And instead, it fits into probably our hardest stretch of games throughout the course of the season. And it's the first five games. At New England, home against Buffalo, at Las Vegas, home against the Colts, at Tampa Bay. That's going to be a bear. That is going to be a bear. And uh, the challenge for Miami there uh, is going to be let's find two to three wins in those five games. And remember, the Dolphins have started slow. They were 0-4 in the first quarter of the season two years ago. They were 1-4 or 1-3 in the first four games of the season last year. So you're talking about the first quarter of the Brian Flores era of Miami Dolphins football, they're combined one and seven. You can't start one and three in this stretch and then have to go play Tampa Bay. It cannot happen. That's a big red flag. That's a big risk. And I understand there's an extra game on the schedule to help make up ground, but you don't want to be at one and four trying to climb out of that, going overseas to London where things get weird. Then, then in a few weeks after that, you got Buffalo on the schedule again. Baltimore is not that far behind Buffalo. So, like, there's hurdles. There's high marks and low marks, and you can't put yourself in a hole like you did last year. 
So if you're 500 going into the Tampa Bay game, I'm over the moon. No, I understand New England, and the reason why they got after the Dolphins so much in the run game last year is because there were a lot of wrinkles. You knew they were going to run the quarterback, but did you know how they were going to fold their offensive linemen and how they were going to attack unblocked defenders and all those little things that, like, if you had two games worth of tape, you probably could have been a lot better prepared for some of the nuances of what they were going to spring on you instead of just breaking stuff out and you have to adjust to it on the fly, and by the time you adjust, they're on to the next wrinkle. You're going to have to deal with some of that again this year because the Dolphins or the, the Patriots brought in brand new personnel. Both sides of the football. So they're a little bit of a mystery team with how much new personnel they have, and then you're flying blind into that game. That kind of stinks. I wish that wasn't the case. It is what it is. Buffalo is another, it is what it is. Um, I'll talk some smack on Buffalo when Miami wins a game against Buffalo. They've lost their last five and seven of the last eight. And the one they won was because Josh Allen couldn't hit a wide open guy in the end zone at the end of the game. So that one is obviously concerning. So that's two tough games. And then you got to go West Coast, team that gave you everything you could handle last year. Now, if you want the silver lining for the Raiders matchup, is I think Miami physically matches up much better this time around. Uh, as far as stopping the run, what they have up front, Bernardrick McKinney will play a major factor in stuffing the run and helping the, the Dolphins be much better suited uh, to shut down what the Raiders bring to the table as far as their strengths running the football. That's a good news. Um, and then Indianapolis is a team who their draft class coming in, they really don't have a lot of players you're expecting other than Quiddy Pay to be contributors this year. Their, their draft class is effectively defined by Carson Wentz since they gave up a third and a future two slash one to get Carson Wentz. One of the big mysteries for Indianapolis is, is Eric Fisher going to be ready for this football game. Uh, he had an injury, missed the uh, culmination of the Chiefs season last year. He just signed with the Chiefs, and they've already said, well, you know, we're not going to rush him out on the field. We're not anticipating he's going to be ready for the start of the season. So if you have Carson Wentz without good chemistry with his wide receivers and Eric Fisher's not playing, you feel pretty good about your chances. And you consider, you know, they got Quentin Nelson, who's an absolute hammer, up front along the offensive line. They're going to run the football with Jonathan Taylor. And much is the case with the Raiders in Week 3, Miami can at least thump now. You feel better about their opportunities to thump because they got Bernard McKinney in the middle. So Tampa Bay week five is not ideal, but if you find two wins going into that game, regardless where they come from, think you've done well to position yourselves uh, to contend down the stretch. You win more than two games to start that first four? <laughs> Man, this is going to be a really insufferable podcast. I can tell you right now. And then if they beat Tampa Bay, oh my goodness, head for cover. The last thing I asked for, for games on the schedule that come late in the season, we kind of got, it's the second half of the season, it's the Houston Texans. Here's the good thing about the Houston Texans game. The week before, you're playing at Buffalo. The week after, you're playing home against the Baltimore Ravens. That is a killer one-two punch. Those were two teams that played in the AFC division round against one another last year. 
They won a combined 24 games last year. 13-11. and 11. Miami has lost five straight against Buffalo, and they've lost three straight against the Baltimore Ravens by an aggregate score of, I believe it's 139-16. to 16. Baltimore beats the pants off the Dolphins every time they play them. So if you have those two tough opponents, can you think of a better opponent to slot right in the middle of that sandwich than the Houston Texans, who are going to be abysmally bad this year? No. The answer is no. You can't. So that's the silver lining as far as would I have loved to see Houston there in December? Sure. But they're in the back half of the season, and they are the meat in between the Buffalo road game and Baltimore Thursday night football game. I can take that. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get in on all of your favorite sports betting action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information available to you. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I think one of my favorite quirks about this year's schedule is just how many first-year quarterbacks with teams we're expecting to face. Uh, New England has Mac Jones. Not sure if Mac Jones is going to start the season, uh, but he very well may end the season when you consider Cam Newton's recent track record of being able to hold up physically and stay healthy throughout the course of a season. Not unreasonable to think Mac Jones is a starter by week 18, which feels really weird to say. Uh, Week two, Buffalo, Josh Allen, obviously he's entrenched. Derek Carr, he's entrenched. Carson Wentz with the Colts. That's a new team. Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, he was there last year. Obviously, they won the Super Bowl. Jacksonville, rookie quarterback, number one overall, Trevor Lawrence. You face him in London. Matt Ryan in Atlanta, Josh Allen, whoever's quarterbacking in Houston. This is now the third potential first year with team quarterback that we have, whether it's Terod Taylor or Davis Mills or Ryan Finley. Uh, You name it, Houston's going to have a new quarterback under center. And then you have the Jets twice, of course. Uh, Zach Wilson, number two overall pick in this year's draft. You get him twice in a month-long stretch. That's four. Carolina, Sam Darnold, first year in Carolina. That's five. And then you have New Orleans with whether it's Jameis Winston as a first-year starter or Taysom Hill as a full-time starter or whoever it ends up being, they're going to have a first-year starter at quarterback. So you're talking about a very significant number of games for the Dolphins this year in which there's an unknown component about the quarterback position, which is a good place to be. So much of the quarterback position is based on chemistry. It's based on timing. It's based on effective nonverbal communication and signals and so on and so forth. And for that many non entrenched starters to be on the Dolphins' schedule, I think it's a promising omen of Miami brought back a lot of the nucleus of their starting defense, and obviously it makes the nine games that Tua Tungvaloa started last year all that much more important because it gave you a little bit of a sampling as far as what he can and cannot do, what he is and is not comfortable with, and you've now had an offseason to adjust and put in place skill players that are going to complement the way that he sees the game. As far as the London game, which is the last thing I want to leave on today because I want to save all the schedule prediction stuff for tomorrow in the show, 
Um, I'm glad Miami's heading overseas and, and can be an ambassador for the game. And um, uh, of course, the travel is difficult, and it kind of is the ultimate equalizer, right? And how you handle uh, the non-routine dynamics of game week that week. But at the same time, I know a ton of UK Dolphins fans. A ton. They're very popular over there. And uh, the more the merrier, as far as I'm concerned, as uh, as far as fanhood for the Miami Dolphins and, and Miami being popular overseas. And I'd be lying if I told you it wasn't a little bit sweeter that they didn't lose a home game to go over there. Uh, but what is interesting when you look at this schedule, because this is, of course, the first year that you have a 17-game schedule. The 17th game for Miami was an add-on. It was the New York Giants as a non-conference game. And it's at home, which means Miami is originally scheduled for nine home games and eight road games. But their road game isn't even a true road game against Jacksonville. It's a neutral site game. So if you look at the dispersion of Miami's schedule this year, they have two more true home games than they have true road games in 2021. Don't sleep on that, especially when when you get the stretch for a month at the end of November to the end of December in which you don't play a single road game. And one of your two late season games is in a dome and the other one's in Nashville. You know, for you to have those extra home games to stack Carolina and the Giants with the Jets and then you finish with the Patriots to close the season, that's a big advantage for Miami, especially with one of the most natural home field advantages in all of football, which is the South Florida humidity. But the Dolphins must be in better position at the end of the quarter post than they were last year to take advantage of that opportunity. That's the biggest, going to be the most defining drum that I choose to beat over the next three months or so is Miami must start the season faster. And they have a tough opening first four games. So that's the challenge. We're going to have plenty of time to discuss the dynamics of how that gets done, whether or not I think that gets done, what it's going to look like, what it's going to look like at the end of the year, which will, of course, update it during training camp and after the end of the preseason, right before the season starts. Um, but I will say this, you know, whatever I choose to give Miami, I have high expectations because I've tried to be as non-homeristic as possible. And in 2019, I predicted the Dolphins were going to win four football games. They won five. In 2020, I predicted the Dolphins were going to win nine football games and they won 10. So whatever I end up, maybe not this time around tomorrow on the show, but whatever I end up coming and settling to on the preseason prediction in August, add one. And that should be your expectation because that's what the Dolphins have done under Brian Flores for two consecutive seasons. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs. I hope you guys enjoyed this 2021 schedule breakdown episode of Locked On Dolphins. That is going to do it for us today on the show. We got one more this week. You're not going to want to miss the first stroll through the 2021 schedule with our predictions game by game on what the Dolphins season is going to look like. Make sure you hit subscribe and keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Thanks as always for listening. Have a great day, everybody.